Welcome to the Business Meet Soul podcast. I'm your host, Tara Hegarty, and on this show, you can expect powerful soul-shifting conversations to help you effortlessly expand, align your energy, and unlock your infinite potential in life and business. Because your definition of success isn't determined by an endpoint or goal. For you, success is the byproduct of being who you are, doing what you love, and living in alignment with your soul. Are you ready to anchor into deeper layers of abundance, service, and freedom together? Let's dive in. Well, it is my absolute joy and pleasure to introduce Rory Duff today. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I've been consuming Rory's videos, newsletters, books, podcasts, anything really, ever since a dear friend of mine introduced me to his groundbreaking work. And I was continuously getting messages about song lines in the energy work I was doing, and no one seemed to offer the depth and the breadth of energy lines than Rory. And I've been in awe of his findings and the path he continues to uncover at a global scale. Rory, you are one of the leaders in the world in your understanding of ley lines earth energies and frequencies, and you've mapped many earth energy lines around the world than anyone else and discovered the six most powerful lines here on earth called the emperor dragons, which have a different energy than the other lines. And I can't wait for you to share more on this a little later. You also provide a profound explanation to what these energies are, how they are generated in the earth and how it all links to the universal consciousness and your mission here is to raise awareness of the main energy lines here on earth and to help people gather at sacred sites for meditation because it helps rebalance the earth's frequencies and supports humanity to evolve. So welcome, Rory. It is a true honor to be talking with you today. Tara, thank you very much for a very lovely introduction. I'm not sure I warrant all of those lovely remarks, but thank you. My pleasure. Well, let's dive in because I feel you've got so much information to be shared. And so I want to talk a little bit more about Earth and, you know, how it's just a truly fascinating planet that is alive and it's breathing and it's made of energy. Can you share a little bit about how you discovered the Earth's energy lines and how you got into mapping all of these? Well, um, I'll try and condense the story very quickly. I was working as a geologist on the mines in Southern Africa. A friend of mine, uh, an Italian geologist called Paolo, uh, used to get rung up by the local farmers looking for water. And, and we would go out. And uh, the first time he took me out, he, he pulled out these dowsing rods. And I said, what are you doing with them? And he said, oh, we know the water's here. We just don't know exactly where. So after dowsing and drilling and hitting water, it it became quite obvious that yes you could find water through these uh, sort of sensing and when i came back to england i came across hamish miller's work with regards to energy lines and the michael alignment that runs from cornwall all the way up to east anglia and uh, i lived in devon at the time so i explored the lines that he'd found and found that i could pick up these energy lines like he did so I just embarked on, on, a, on a journey uh, as, a, as a geologist and a scientist just wondering what they were. And when we moved to Wiltshire, 
uh, for another line of work I was I was in. Uh, I spent six years mapping these lines every day in the area I was working and began to just immerse myself in 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 what they were teaching me, basically, because that that in the end is what you end up realizing is they're teaching you about what they are and what they do, and you're going on this journey. Um, and it was soon very obvious that they had a side to side movement. Uh, except at the nodes where they were anchored. So it's a bit like a guitar string. And these side-to-side -side movements had a vibration that's it's a very, very low frequency. So it had to be worked out what on earth was causing this. And the only thing that uh, made sense was that the inner core, the solid inner core, was expanding and contracting very, very slowly uh, and it producing these uh, spherical waves of pressure. Um, but at different frequencies. And, and the only way that made sense was that if the inner core, which we think is likely to be made of iron and nickel, which is a natural transducer, is converting energy. And mm. the energy at the, in the outer core was in magnetic field. So you've got uh, Earth's electromagnetism converting into vibrations of, of, of waves, which which was intriguing in as much as the, the high pressure zones on the surface were linear and where these linear concentrations crossed, you had this rather bizarre connection between ancient uh, sacred sites like stone circles and modern sacred sites like cathedrals. It, it would appear that where these uh, intersections were, people found it, it as, as places they wanted to gather and, and pray and meditate. Um, and so that sort of started just the whole project of investigation into what they wore, were, and, and through synchronicity of eating some most amazing people. Uh, one particular chap, Ron, Jen, Ron, Ron Pearson, who, who we both had boxer dogs. We used to walk them, uh, and I helped him for 15 years work with his theories on the, on the new creation of the universe because the Big Bang is just a load of rubbish. Uh, and relativity is just a design to put you on the wrong track to steer you away from looking into the ether. But he came up with a new theory on, on, the, on the creation of the universe, and uh, he had the side effect of unfortunately explaining that it was intelligence that must have arisen at first, uh, and this was uh, connected very strongly with vibration. Uh, and so here we have uh, the, the, the lowest vibrations you could possibly imagine with the, in the inner core, and vibrations being connected to universal consciousness, uh, and which is why people would gather and pray at these uh, linear concentrations of, of, of vibration. And it, it would appear that when we meditated or prayed at these places, it was like a, uh, a telephone line to source consciousness in that sense. And, and along with that, all the sort of uh, things which which came with that, which was you know the ability to to see the future, which is you know, even the, the, prof, the, the, the Carl Jung uh, was just completely blown away by the fact that he realized he was a prophet and he could see the future. So, so uh, there are all these uh, qualities that, that we have at our, our fingertips if we if we dive into them. You know, healing, self healing, uh, healing others, uh, telepathy, empathy, all these things which are are talked about in prophecies and, and, and legends. What people used to do. Um, well, these are the sites to do it, mm. except we then realize that um, 
it's more to it than just going to a location. It's looking after it and making sure that the right lines are there and it's not being uh, misused. And, and, and we still don't know all of it, uh, but we know the energy lines of some frequencies aren't very nice to live on. Mm. And quite a bit of my work is is, is helping people um, with energy lines that run through their house that really aren't, aren't good for them to be on for long periods of time because it leads to uh, chronic uh, fatigue, then chronic pain, then chronic illness. So we're only just beginning to realise why and how. And so those energy lines that are having a negative impact on our health, are they a certain grade or type of line? Generally two types, uh, as we understand, or uh, as they're classified as two types, it, the more electromagnetic energies, uh, which are more like the grid energies, which we find on the surface, which, which uh, uh, as opposed to the vibrational ones from the inner core, and the, the electromagnetic nature lines, like the Hartman-Curry and the Banker grid lines and the hexagonal grid lines, the, these are, are most likely to be uh, caused by Birkeland currents in the ionosphere as the suns and the Earth's magnetic fields interact. Uh, these Birkeland currents come down into the ground, and we know them as ground induction currents. Uh, the uh, Hall and Peterson currents are north-south and east-west currents, and, and these are reflected in the Hartman grids and, and the Banker grids, which are a cubic structure. Uh, and in the intersections of these, for instance, if, you, if, you, if you're sleeping on a banker grid intersection, uh, you have a tiny little vortex, which, which uh, essentially your body ends up putting up a, a band, a blockage to stop it because it gets too much of it. And as soon as that your body has a blockage, it blocks all the energies coming in, not just that frequency. And and because you're now not connected to, to the earth and you're not grounded, you're... you're fatigue levels massively rise and and that leads to an imbalance in, in your inner system uh, and uh, what we know now is uh, it, it's all about the environment our external environment in, in, internal environment with regards to the, how healthy your immune system is and if you've got a very healthy immune system you can fight anything really but if you haven't and it's suppressed for various reasons you pick up all sorts of problems from germs and viruses and things so interesting because many describe Earth's energy lines are like the body's meridian system that has these energetic channels and pathways in the Earth's layers that flow and communicate to one another. And so what you're saying is that just like how our bodies can get blocks in our energy channels, so too can Earth. So very interesting, especially as some of these lines actually run through sacred sites like churches and pyramids. So through your work in mapping these different lines, can you share more on how they actually form? If you've got the energies coming up to the surface, they can be quite disparate. They can be spread over a, 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 an area. So you've got a, like a tic-tac-toe and no one, one intersection. Um, but occasionally you'll find that the geology of the earth uh, will be such that a, a very dense area, like, like a mountain or, 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 or a certain type of dense rock outcrop, 
will be enough to concentrate these energy lines so that they come into one place. It's a bit like a lightning conductor in reverse. So there's a natural point. For instance, uh, like Uluru, it's it's a large rock in the middle of a flat area. That's that's a big dense area, and so that you, the lines naturally come together and cross over there. They're drawn to that extra density. Mm. Um, uh, and that's why people used to build pyramids and build mounds because that would help bring the lines together. But the, the, and, and and the other aspect is that that people themselves can can move these energies and move these lines if they know how. If, you, if there's a familiarity to them and you know what you're doing, uh, you can move the lines short distances to repair and reform nodes. And and it's to do with emotions as well because if you have extreme in, negative emotions. Uh, the lines would move away. And the lines themselves are drawn to positive emotions. I used to find the lines taking detours to go through hospices where people would pray. They would A large number of them would run through children's playgrounds. Hmm. Uh, and on, on the other hand, you'd find in some places they would avoid uh, churches or, or uh, for instance, at Chichen Itza, in, in the pyramids there, the, the, the lines did not want to go through. They weren't found going through the, the, the center of the pyramid. And that's because presumably the uh, some conquering nation came along and caused huge sacrifices of, of people causing immense negative emotion on the top of it and of course the, these vibrations would move away and then you ask well why would vibrations move away because of that well of course vibrations are more closely linked to universal consciousness so you know you're talking mm -hmm. about the connection there between and, and of course the closest you get with other, other very very low frequency ones uh, and then you've got the, the sun, which has got hugely powerful, very, very low frequencies as well. Uh, the whole subject called helioseismology studies the very, very low frequencies of the sun. Uh, and when you start seeing that connection, this is these are creations by the universal consciousness. We're, we're not actually physically sitting on atoms. You know, the atoms aren't, aren't solid. They're just energy. The different mm. frequencies of energy with, with, with uh, interactions between them holding in place. But what's generating the particles comes from what well, this bronze theory, it comes from the subquantum level where the, the only reality exists, which is a sort of supercomputer of vibrations uh, interacting with each other, creating particles of, of, of electrons and other particles on a higher, larger quantum level. So when you when you go to these sites, uh, yes, you can move these energy lines, you can repair them, and you can and you can even anchor them with intent to keep that. And I think the ancients who would build these mounds and and and, and, and hills like Silbury Hill, and I'm fairly certain you've got places like that where you are. Uh, and, and coming back to Australia, they, they they would find them at the Dreamtime sites. See, the song lines would cross at the Dreamtime sites. Um, and, and with that extra density, it could be a large stone. They would use those too, a large many, you know, some of these 40, 50 ton stones will be enough density contrast to be able to hold a, a, a particular arrangement of energy lines. And they would know that's where people would go to gather to speak to their ancestors, to speak to their gods. The gods have just be higher beings, you know, angels, archangels, people who've, who've evolved into higher, higher levels. Mm, so very interesting, Rory. And it makes a lot of sense when you look at the sacred sites, you know, because they use a lot of sacred geometry. They worship gods and higher beings. And to understand that the earth's energy is sitting underneath that, supporting those areas and bringing frequencies and vibrations to us humans, 
it, it begs that question whether the earth has already evolved and it's supporting us through our evolution. And so through your work, you've mapped different types of lines and graded them from one to five. I'm curious, how do you work out whether they are a type one line or a type five line? I, I measured uh, 12 lines for 18 months every day. Yeah, uh, I took the dog out in the morning and, and I'd go to the same locations. I'd have the places chalked out with datums, uh, with tape measures, and I'd measure where the lines were every hour. And you could do it predictably where you are, where is it going to be in one hour, two hours, three hours, but you do it enough time. You begin to see that these, these, each of these different lines that I was measuring every day had slightly different, uh, signatures. Although the side to side movements were, were similar. It was the time they reached one edge of their limit and the time they reached the other eight range of their limit would slightly vary. Uh, and, and the, the widths of the lines were slightly different as well. And, and by studying the different line widths and the different times that they all came to the edges exactly at the same time, uh, you, you, for instance, the type three lines every eight to 10 days would move exactly in harmony. They'd hit, go to one side exactly at the same time and the other side exactly at the same time. And that would be uh, in the winter, it'd take eight hours to go one way, eight hours to go the other way. In the summer, it was six hours and six hours. And they would develop a particular pattern and, and it would be then in harmony for two days. So, so what, what typified a type three line is if, if you've got that six to, to eight hour side to side frequency, which is, gives it a 12 hour frequency or 16 hour frequency, and it had that pattern of every eight to 10 days, it would come into harmony, which is exactly how uh, when the earth passes through the sun's current sheet, uh, the heliospheric current sheet, it gets an electric jolt. And it takes every eight to 10 days to pass through it. And that jolt is like hitting the bell of our center of our earth and causing that large sound for, for, for two days. So that typified the type three line. So the type twos and the type one lines had a slightly longer duration between when they came into harmony. So they would, they would differ not just for frequencies, but as I said, but for the rhythms and cycles that they had. And so when you talk about harmony days, do the equinoxes and solstices impact this at all because the amount of solar energy differs at these times too yeah well is that yeah in this 12 in this 12 if it was 18 months i did this the the michael and mary line i was also um, finding that the all types of lines just before the solstices and the equinox the day before in fact every single one of the lines started coming into harmony together it was like mm -hmm. something was going into complete control over all of them, overriding everything that they had to make sure they moved exactly at the same speed. And that always happened exactly on the day before the solstices and the equinoxes. And that was really bizarre. Oh, it took me a year to work out what was going on. And that was only through complete fortunate that I discovered about the Takufa. The Takufa is, is, is a Hebrew word, which means the end of the cycle. And it was referring to uh, the end of the cycle of the sun, where it was mentioned in the Bible. And by tracking it, uh, these, these ended up being the exact same days as the ancient Hebrew holy days. And they were always on the last day of the sun's cycle. Hmm. That was the holy day. The first day of the sun's cycle is the solstice and the equinoxes. So it's the first day of the new cycle. And the holy day was always the day before. And, of course, the celebrations are what was remembered. 
Mm. The celebrations are on 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 like St John's Day for summer solstice. It's it's uh, you you wouldn't be praying and meditating on your on your day of celebration. You'd be having fun. So it made a lot of sense. And so for six or seven years, we were meditating on uh, the holy days in, in, in and around the sites in Wiltshire. Just a, just a few of us, um, because the, when when the when the lines all came in harmony especially these very powerful nodes, the the whole energy configuration of the node changed from, from being just a column of energy. That column, which, which is necessary to create, the, to build the large vortex within it, the vortex would collapse that column into a double torus. Hmm. Uh, and that double torus was very similar to our body's double torus of energy. And, and the concept then, we understand we need our torus to resonate with the Earth's Taurus, and that was then finding about the vibration that matched the harmonic of the frequencies of the lines at the time. So if you've got a, a frequency being generated by the Earth, where all the lines are in that same frequency, we, we can't sing that low because it's like, you know, microhertz, but the mm -hmm. higher harmonics are based off that funda fun base fundamental frequency. You can certainly match those notes through sounding and, and, and through instruments and, and, and tuning guitars and things like that, or even beating drums to the right frequency. When you start getting that frequency, everything starts vibrating. It's like you get that point, which you just know the connection is much much deeper and and the good news is it's it, it's been very tricky up to now mm. yeah but it's going to get easier mm. and there's many ancient teachings around how to work consciously with our double taurus because it has that ability to raise our density and in turn raise our vibration so that's fascinating that the Earth's vortexes collapse and then change to align with the human's energetic blueprint at these times. Wow. It, it's giving, it's almost giving us a glimpse of unity consciousness and how that feels in our bodies and our hearts. So it's interesting that we've got these opportunities for people to come together to heal and evolve collectively. It's, it's pretty incredible. People, would, people yeah. get rooted to it. People get rooted to the place. I mean, mm. you, you, I mean, you did you had one on on the beach. We we had the last one in Equinox in in, in, in Dorset in, in Knowlton Henge, and over two hundred people were just rooted there for hours in that location. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't want to move. Yes, let's come back to that because I'd like to quickly dive into that third energy source from those new earth energy lines that you discovered the emperor dragons and the link with human consciousness can you share a little bit more about what you've found through that whole process it, we, we kind of stumbled on it in, in a synchronistic <laughs> way yes <laughs> um, I, I was only really measuring what was going on in the uk just trying yeah. to get my head around it trying to learn and then um I was working with Ron, and, and he had a friend called uh, Brigitte, who was a French medium, and she was being she was channeling information, and, and she was told to to send some information to Ron and I. Uh, it, it was actually uh, Seth's uh, channelings that Jane Roberts had written about in her book Seth Speaks, and it was at that point where. Uh, we we learned that he was also talking about absolute coordinate points and she was told to send that information to me and, and it, it, he was sent the information in in 
in the same book because it was referring to exactly what he would be he was discovering uh, mm. in regards to intelligence and gravity and, and the true nature of reality which is you know, basically it's the key thing that he was shown that he, he'd actually was Seth was talking about atoms phasing in and out of existence at a very fast speed uh, as as the waves peaked and, and resided again from the subquantum level but the the, the absolute coordinate points uh, were described and I was reading the descriptions and they were just like the notes they were places of, of incredible power but it 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 was such that they couldn't possibly be just three no, three lines there were just three lines around the world that could create these these mm. absolute coordinate points which meant well hang on a minute the, where are they you know and there were even exhibitions in the 1970s expeditions to try and find these coordinate points around the world but they never found them and at the same time this was going on I have a good friend of mine called Carol Everett who's who's probably the world's own and most amazing scientifically tested healer I mean, she was flown to Denki University in Tokyo and she healed this lady of a tumor. And you can see it disappearing in under under seven minutes on the on, on the um, on the thermometry scan that was in the next door room. And, and she was wired up to the EG. So anyway, she 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 used to live on the uh, on, on the Mary line, which is a type four line in Devon, not far from where we were. And that was where her sanctuary was. So. And she, she, that was the most powerful line in the world that we knew. But she moved not long after that to uh, Spain. And, and she rang me there about the same sort of time and said, Rory, I've just found an energy line here, which is just off the scale. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> off the scale energy when you've just been living on the Mary line? This must be, <laughs> this must be really special. Um, so that, and then came along with the absolute points information uh and through further uh, quite a long extensive period of, of, of study uh, including including a friend of mine from from kerala in india who was a, another amazing healer who who come in and said i've just done this circumambulation of kailash mount kailash in in uh, in, in, uh, in china and uh, he was telling me of the extraordinary power that he'd experienced up going around there so bit by bit, we've begun to realize where these emperor dragons were, and there were three of them. And and, and you, you talk about the source energies. You needed a source energy for these. Well, uh, that eventually, from the hypothesis that we have at the moment, comes from neutrinos. Uh, neutrinos come from cosmic energy hitting our atmosphere, and the cosmic energy can either come from the sun or from uh, active galactic nuclei. Uh, or, or, from from parts of the universe so you've got aspects of, of source energy coming through neutrinos come straight through the earth they hit the inner core slightly get diffracted impart energy to the inner core and that's where the energy comes to be transduced to make to make these very 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 uh, low frequency lines so we found where these three dragons were these emperor dragons and um uh, in fact we we put our own expedition together to go to Spain to to repair a huge node over there back in 2012, which was another incredible experience with how that happened. But that's another story. <laughs> but in my in my book Grail Bound, if you want to if you if you want to, if you haven't read that one, that, that explains that book. But um, so I guess that the, the next bit is the the fact we've now got six emperor dragons. In 2017, everything changed. 
it was a bit of a shocker. I had a phone call and said, have you seen what's going on with the lines? And I, I said, no, <laughs> uh, check. And I went out and checked. Everything had doubled. The wits had all doubled. Wow, and I sent incredible. out uh, texts and emails <laughs> to people that I knew, and I said, just check the lines for me, will you? Yeah. And so we had confirmation uh, that something was going on. A lot more energy was coming through. And it needed uh, an explanation. And the inner core, the, the, the energy lines have got lots of smaller lines and the, the bands within them. And the central band is, is we think, connected to the sun. And it was that band that had widened more than anything else. So it was an indication that uh, more cosmic energy had come from the sun or was coming. And it does. It, cosmic energy is known to hit, the, hit an area above the sun and get diverted towards us. Hmm. So something was happening. Uh, that changed everything and at that point um we we discovered uh, another emperor dragon had found had, had arrived which was going north to south um which bizarrely tied up with the hopi indian blue kachina prophecy of the twins returning pogan hoya and polonga hoya uh, and, and the story that um in seven years after they return you will get the red star purification which led me into the whole realm of the prophecies and the universal prophecies and, and how prophecies all around the world are, that are talking about this, are talking about the same event. And, and that time led to December 2024. And so December 2024 was big on the radar. And then, mm. then we began to realize that the harmony time period, which was one day long, Mm. It crept to one and a half days, then three days, then six days. And now it's over 20 days long. And that it will get to 96 days long. The curve is going to 96 days, four times a year, 96 days long. So it's going to be all year round <clears throat> harmony by December 2024. So there's nothing, you know, climactic in as much. It's just we're slowly being immersed into more and more of these of, of these energies <clears throat> such that it's overriding all the other frequencies that this that the inner core produces until we're going to get one single note one mm -hmm. fundamental frequency and it's going to be with us probably for four or five hundred years wow but every single vibration on the earth that, that's caused by the inner core uh, 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 being a, a transducer is going to pump out one particular note we get it now anyway on the harmony times Mm. But, but it's it's going to make it so much easier to to connect because the frequency will be stable, um, and then the increasing energies are just uh, because they're cosmic energy and bringing the neutrons. It, it, the cosmic energy we know is highly evolutionary. It, it's switching on genes. It's affecting our hearts. In fact, that it, it, the big thing is that it's really you know switching on the heart mind a lot more. And that correlates with the dates we've been getting in our spiritual community here locally. Um, we get together and share notes and insights, and 2024 in particular was a common date, uh, as well as 2028 too. But essentially it had to do with uh, a global quickening and intuitive gifts and psychic abilities developing rapidly for many. Um, it's already affecting us, but but it, it it won't automatically happen. We're in this planet of choice. We have to do something. We have to choose to to connect uh, to to benefit from this. Now, not everyone's going to do this, but mm. the, if enough of us do, it'll have a 
a sort of crescendo knock-on effect, a sort of morphic resonance that will affect everybody else. But but people are being affected now. Um, the the chaos in the world is because of more chaotic thinking, and that 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 ir- irrationality is has been predicted. Uh, even Steiner talked about the transition between the fifth and the sixth epoch, uh, and the characteristic that that uh, is is concerning is that everyone will, will feel that their own belief is correct. They will see that see what they want to see, and we're already seeing this huge division amongst the world, amongst all different different aspects. Mm. That people are thinking differently, which makes you know group religion almost impossible, or group think almost impossible. So uh, any any large organization wanting to control a narrative is fighting hard because mm. nobody believes anybody anymore. They only believe themselves. Mm. And you get to this point where you need to overcome that. And that actually is mo- the only way to overcome that is to move from the head brain where you think you're making decisions to the heart brain. Because the heart brain is the only thing that's going to be able to help you stand at back and sense and feel what is true and what is not true. In fact, you're, you're going to be in two boats. You're either going to be helped or you're going to need help. Mm. You're going to be able to help or you're going to be needing help. And and the people who can meditate and, 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 and connect and come to terms with this increasing empathy as well this increasing empathy is 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 a big problem for some people it's going to get huge again this is what uh, steiner talked about uh, moving to the sixth epoch is you're going to feel other people's pain as your pain you're going to feel other people's hunger as your hunger you're going to feel other people's madness as, as your madness this this is happening already um Ah, so that reminds me of like Eckhart Tolle's theory of the pain body of the collective and not only experiencing our own personal pain, but also tapping into global collective pain at the same time. And and I guess it's critical to let that pain move through you and keep letting it go. Perhaps even question why you're being personally affected and and be more self-aware, do you think? Watch out for being self-aware. That's that's bad. Be self-aware. But too late to be self-aware. Yeah. Self to 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 that a, a state of awareness when you don't want to be in yourself. Mm. That 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 is tricky. I mean, when 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 we when we teach, I teach dowsing, and and what you do is you have to be intensely focused when you ask the question in your conscious mind. But it, you've got the intent. You sow the seeds of curiosity to the point where you completely can become uncertain, just want to know the truth, don't care, move into that zone of awareness, just give me what you need to give me. Mm. Mm. And at that point, you're, you're able to get the, the subconscious mind to to give you a, a feedback in the rods or give you some insights. You might get a download, some symbols, uh, and it may not even be what you want. <laughs> be what you what you need. Yeah, that's right. It's it's almost coming back to that neutral state, isn't it? And not yeah. being attached to the outcome and and confront the pain with an unwavering trust and gratitude for being alive. This is where the limitless power is. You know, pain release and faith are a very effective way to serve every day. So yeah. So 
As I briefly mentioned at the start of our chat, I came across your work when I kept getting song lines pop up in my sessions. And this led me on this path of curiosity, following all these breadcrumbs, which led me to learn more about the energy lines here on the Sunshine Coast from you, Rory. And it was with your skills and your knowledge that you were able to advise that a line, an energy node near me needed mending. And so when I visited the location from the map that you gave, I was so surprised to see this line of trees and they're all sunken They were all lifeless. Uh, They were all dying. There was literally no life energy force running through them at all. And so this prompted me to reach out to the people I knew and we ended up getting the help of 30 or so people coming together and gather on this node and activate that energy through meditation, sound healing, and whatever else we were guided to do. And it was such an incredible experience. We had this beautiful rainbow appearing in the sky and the sea eagle flying overhead and just the group, the group of people who showed up on the day was incredible as well. So it's created this deeper connection to the land and we are holding more gatherings there to learn more from this energy line. We're actually meeting there this December solstice and it's really ignited this interconnectedness between the people, the animals and the land. And I want to acknowledge your love and your support through the process and how you've helped a community from the other side of the globe. And this is what you're doing with a sacred network, which we'll be launching in a couple of days time. Can you share more about the sacred site search service and the purpose and intention of the sacred network, please, Rory? Yeah, um, well, synchronicity is probably the only way we can really progress forward with the full realisation that it's not our our involvement. If you have two completely different, a causally but connected events occurring within, within a short time of one another, you can be pretty clear that this is something you need to explore and follow up. And I've been doing that for quite some time now. Some extraordinary coincidences just have completely blown my mind. The, I guess, where I am today is because of that. And uh, the Sacred Network started uh, as a concept because uh, I was getting asked to do sacred site searches for people around the world. And it takes quite a few days to do one. Um, and it's a service I provide now for groups. And it had come to the point where I was being asked, where is this, where is that? And I was giving them information from just emailing them off, like like yourself, you you know, you and I, and I happened to know about the uh, Mount Coulomb next to you was a sacred site. And and I'd been I'd been tracking a line for another sacred site search that had come from uh um inland let me just get my map up again Cottondale yeah um so I'd found this node uh which was uh in Cottondale and it ran up to Mount Coulomb so it was a matter of just extending that line because I knew it was running just above the Sunshine Coast and 
there it's uh, well, I won't go into it but what, what we did but that, that 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 pair of energy lines type four energy lines when they when they when you have two pairs of type energy lines it's a very powerful fourth order node mm. but the two lines cross themselves like an Avery um stone circle that Michael and Mary cross over it, it, it's it can produce a very powerful node as well. So the, 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 there was a node on the edge of the beach there, and and that just needed to be slightly reformed. And, and, and so that wasn't too much. It was fortunate because lots of the work was done before. Um, but yes, there are other sites not far away that I've been working for people at, and I'll come back to them in a moment. But but with all the sites I've been doing in Europe. Uh, and my own interests a little bit and then in, in America, it had to be put on, on a map somewhere for people to look at and so people could come together. So uh, I asked last year for, for donations to to come together to put this new website together, which I'm delighted to say is now open. So please Yay. go to the sacred network, just sacrednetwork.org and register and there's a sites map there. The sites map, uh, you, once you've registered, you can see the sites map. It, it's just an email address. It's a free site. But uh, um, you'll see on there, uh, there's over 200 sites at the moment. There's probably another 100, 150. I could do more, but you, it just takes time. So if, you, if you're really, anyone's desperate for finding a node nearby to where they live, just to, you know, sign up for, for, for a sacred site search. And, and I'll, I'll put it in on the list. But um, um so the site's map was really to show people where to go. But we then introduced a system where people could form their own groups mm. and they could set up events at these sites or other sites. Uh, and so it became a, a stepping stone where you basically became a social media platform. <laughs> so you can start your own forums and discussions. You can start your own groups, private groups, public groups. You get notifications, a bit like messenger services, uh, and it, it's it's probably going to take many, many hours of my life away. <laughs> Even more uh, so, I'm, it, I'm it, part it, of that too. Um, Rory, I joined up and we have obviously um, listed all the events for the uh, Yoramba node at um, Sunshine Coast. And it's a great platform. It's really easy to use and it's wonderful um, to be able to connect with other people globally. So appreciate the, and, and also the, the work that's that gone behind it. It's completely encrypted. Uh, people don't, uh, this is on the blockchain. Mm. You know, there's no prying eyes. There's no sun. so you can you could probably say anything and no one would know. <laughs> but but uh, so, so that that is where we're at. So please join join groups, um, start discussions uh, and start events because we need people to be meditating on powerful events because these are the old distance learning schools. The, the t- energies teach us. Mm. If we ask questions and we learn. You'll, you'll, you'll know as a group what you need to do and develop as a group because we still have lost a lot of information about group meditation and we're we're, we're heading back to, to learning that again yeah yeah the more people that do this it's back it's it, 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 it's, it's the sad thing is it's probably the only thing we can do now to mm. stop the world disintegrating is this is to to go into this peaceful meditation in, in groups and just keep on enlarging groups and and, and doing it in an interconnected way mm. and, and and we will win through i'm absolutely sure if we get enough people to do it and does it necessarily need to be on a node rory or could it be on a earth energy line 
Well, yeah, yes and no. Um, and this is, <laughs> the, if you think about learning something at school, you don't always have to go to school but to, to, to do what you've learned. Mm. You can take it away with you. So we, we find if you meditated on a, on a node with a group of people, you can you can be meditating with them in a distance elsewhere when you're not even together and reach that same level of a tapping into that source energy that you'd reached before. Because I guess the game is is to get better and better at tapping into this source energy mm. so to connect that, that, that uh, connection, uh, make it stronger uh, and to, I guess the the one thing that's common to all life is is growth, and it's is it's for us to grow physically, mentally, and spiritually, and and it's that cycle of growth that we're that we're all on. Um, but um, let me let me let me mention about some other little bits. Of, I don't I I can't remember whether I quite mentioned this or not because you asked about Queensland, right, the yeah. lady who's doing something very similar to you. Do do you know a place called Barron Bay? Oh, yes, Byron Bay. Yes, New South Wales. Lovely lady called Helen, who's mm-hmm. she She asked to do a, a sacred site search for the Mullumbimby area where she's from. Ah, uh, yes. And um, uh, I was tracking the lines down there. And similarly, she actually, um, th- there was a node on a, on a mound next to the beach there. Uh, and that particular node, uh, uh, we call it the Arakwal node because of the, the national park there. And um, she went up there uh, several months ago, and um, it was all overgrown, this large earth hill, and um, wasn't really a good place for, for people to gather, apart from some black snakes that she saw up there as well. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, and and I said, well, go and have a look at this part of the beach because the line extends down to the beach. Yeah. Uh, because we might be able to, be able to make a node there, similar to yours. Mm. And um, the, the, where I gave her the, the, the point to go to check, she went down with a friend to the beach the next day. And exactly where that place was, there was this upturned branch standing in the in the sand, just going straight up with with with. And I'm thinking, I've just literally been running a module the night before on the tree of life being grown at these sacred sites. And she sends me this picture. And I put the picture up on, on so if you go to the node on the sacred network yeah. site, look down there, you look. see the picture. If you click on it, you'll see the pictures of the stick where she found the stick on the node. Uh-huh. So she's now got a, a ceremony in the winter solstice. That she's going to be there. So when you're running one up in, 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 in your room, but she'll be running one down just south. Empire and Bay. Yeah, it, amazing. It, it, it's so interesting. We, we too actually had a couple of these large tree, not branches, they were like tree trunks on, on the node as well. And then we also had the, that sea eagle we spotted each time we visited. And it's this beautiful indication that we have so many signs around us connecting us all more than what we actually realise. Uh, it was a very beautiful and profound experience coming together on, on that node and uh, with the support of you as well. We couldn't have done it without you, Rory. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, you, you would have got there. But the, na- the nature has the most amazing way of waking, waking us up at the moment. And we we, mm-hmm. we also had just wonderful experiences as, as a 
the second largest stone circle in the UK, which is hardly hardly known, called Stanton Drew Stone Circle. It's not just south of the Bristol area. Um, we, we've had regular meditations there for quite some time. The last two we, we had, basically, the, the local farmer has the gates open and, and there were about 90 of us in the circle. And, and on both occasions, we, we after the first meditation, all the cows in the field were standing in a circle around us. And the last one, they were literally just lying next to us oh, outside the circle. Incredible. Uh, and, and this was the children and dogs all running around it was like nature uh, and and birds yes a lot of people have seen seen birds with it so it, it it's a lovely sign that, that, that everything is coming together yeah yeah well I'll definitely put the links to your sacred network in the show notes and um, your website as well which is truly incredible um, for those that are new to Rory's work um, dive deep into his newsletters there's a wealth of knowledge in those Rory, thank you so very much for chatting with me today. I truly appreciate not only working on the Urumba node activation with you, but deepening my understanding of Earth's energy lines and how to work with them in a deeper, more spiritual way. Thank you very much, Tara. But but I, I promise you that that it is the teacher at the site that becomes more important now. I can just get you to the sites. Mm. They will teach you. That's the old Gnostic serpent was called the teacher, the instructor on, on the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. And, and it was called that for a purpose. And it's a universal symbol we see in all nations, yeah. all cultures, even even your rainbow snake that runs through the room. It's it's lost knowledge, which is returning. So yes. but thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. Yeah, thank you, Ori. Appreciate it. that concludes today's conversation if it lifted your spirit or touched your soul it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review and subscribe to this podcast so that more souls can be impacted by these life-changing conversations and if you're not ready for this episode to end head over to tarahegarty.com to get the show notes for today's episode i love you so much and thank you for being here I'll see you next week for another episode of Business Meets Soul.